I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. It is semi-final night done at the Boyle Sports Grand Slam of Darts. And welcome along to the final Grand Slam Daily of the week. We have our two finalists. It is James Wade and Jose de Sousa who will battle it out for the Eric Bristow Trophy. Uh, right, uh, let's talk about these two semi-finals then. Uh, is the God's Honest Truth? Here we go. Uh, and Jack Garby Garwood and Phil Bars alongside you and I'm sighing and I'm huffing and puffing because Jack Garwood, oh, you're going to be unbearable tonight. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello there. How are you? Oh, well, I'm doing great, mate. All the better for listening to you. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> uh, yes, before we, before we wax lyrical or you wax lyrical about Jane's ways, uh, your thoughts initially on, on on the actual date itself and actually on the actual game itself and, and the night itself, if you like, because we we got some more drama. There's, uh, there's there's one thing there's one thing this Grand Slam of Darts hasn't been short of, and that's drama. Yeah, it was just another fantastic night of darts. It, it says something when for the quarterfinal and the semi-final stage, we've only missed something like six legs. We, we've yeah. literally seen the maximum for everything now, so seven maybe. I think it is looking at it now. It's, it's ridiculous. It's been such a high-quality standard. Nothing's dropped off. There haven't been dross games where they've been dragged along. They've been high-quality, high-drama all the way. Um, there's, there's been a few big leads that have been brought back in. There's been games where it stayed close all the way. Um, drama, miscounts, big checkouts, the lot. We've literally seen it all in six games of ours. Well, Bars, your thoughts on, on another dramatic evening? We thought that after Sunday's quarterfinals, we'd have thought that that was going to be it in terms of the drama, but uh, sort of raised that, really, particularly in that second game. Yeah, look, we've, as Gob said, we've seen everything tonight. We've seen great darts. We've seen bad darts. We've seen calamity. We've seen miscounts. 
Um, we've seen bent points on the hockey, you name it. It's just about everything possible in, in in a game. It's just been unbelievable. Certainly has. And uh, I've tried to hold it off as much as I possibly can, but there is only one place to start, and that is the second semi-final. Dimitri Vandenberg, 13-9 up, had a dart for 14-9. He went back to 15-14 ahead. He missed a ball for the match. James Wade, the only time that he was ahead, just like Simon Whitlock yesterday, was when he won the match. Gob, look, as much as I am fuming because I have to listen to you bleat on and gloat about your favourite player, if, if I'm looking at it objectively, which I tried to do on this show, that comeback was brilliant from Wade. But I think there were some aspects of it where Dimi let himself down a little bit. I think he thought the game was won in some aspects of it. Yeah, I think you're right. No. I'm not, I'm not going to hide the fact that I am a fan of James Wayne. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Are you? Anyway, but <laughs> no. Never. <laughs> there, is, there is one of us on this planet, I swear. Um, <laughs> it's like trying to find another Tottenham fan to go with Phil. Um, it just doesn't happen very often. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, <laughs> I, I just think there were multiple times where I was quite pessimistic about the outlook of the game. To go 4-1 down to Dimitri in the form he's been carrying this week already means your back's up against them all from... The, the very first moment and that's difficult and very draining over this format um, there was a couple of times where I thought that, that James was going to steal that break um, when he did finally steal that break at 14 or he didn't hand it straight back and you just like you put all this effort all this work in and it felt like it was going to be for nothing but Dimmy's decision making and ultimately the thing that has set him apart on TV for the last few months is, is double hitting under pressure let him down right at the last moment and James snuck in and took advantage of that. He certainly did. Look, for, like I say, for when you're 13-9 up in a game where you haven't, I'd, I'd say you've dominated the majority of it, where you, you, you've got it back, you, you obviously had the chance there at 10-8 uh, for, for, for James to come back into the game. You've only got it back to 13-9. You miss the dart at 16s uh, for 14-9. You then go for a ball where you didn't have to, which caused you to miss six for the leg. You then miss a ball for the match. It, for me, I don't know whether Dimi just lost his head a little bit in that one, in, the, in that game. Yeah, look, it was one of those ones where in the early stages, he won all the crucial moments, 4-1 up, and then 5-2, 10-3 but then all of a sudden he started missing those moments mm. and that's when you started to think is the tide changing and I've got to say when Wade got it to 14 all I thought there was only one, one winner even when he got to even when he got to 15-14 ahead with a brilliant no, break well, of throw, I, to 14 all, I didn't see Dimitri going on again then I thought it was done then Mm. But he came back and he, and, he, and he found 84 after nine. He then goes and obviously takes for 14 darts to win it. But as soon as James hits that double six gob, you go 140, 180, 105 to the 76 after nine. Even if you're on your throw, when you've never led in the game, take some stones to make your third Grand Slam final. Yeah, that, that final leg was, was unbelievable. It, it, from the very first start, you're like, here we go. Because... He'd done all the hard work and he'd fought back and he put himself in that position a couple of times before in that five or ten lag period just before that. 
and his darts started to drop low. It looked like he was he was trying too hard to get them to the treble, and they were just, they were just failing to do so. And that allowed Dimi to to stay in when James perhaps giving himself chances to wrap it up a little bit earlier than that decider, but to suddenly find his range on the treble like that in that deciding leg. It's why he's won nine TV titles. It's, it's why he's the player he is. It's why players fear him. Because if you allow James to go that close to you in a game, nine times out of ten, he's going to find himself having a chance to win that match. It's just what did. he does. <laughs> You're right, he did. Let's hear from a very emotional James Wade speaking with Phil and the rest of the media in his press conference afterwards. Here's James Wade. James, many congratulations. You've come through an absolute barnstormer there with Dimitri Vandenberg behind until the very end. Must be over the moon. Yeah, I was at 14 all. I thought I got him by the by the balls and I thought I just got squeezed. And, you know, I didn't. I um, If I'm honest with you, I probably uh, bottled it. You know, and I don't normally bottle it, but um, because I was struggling so much with finishing, you know, and I... I think if I'd have hit my doubles, I'd have been quite a, quite a way in front. But, you know, I wasn't and I didn't. And, um, you know, um, happy to prevail. So. When it did go 15 all though, did you think, I've got him again this time because of the, all the experience and you don't normally make the same mistake twice? Nah, normally I hit three treble 20s. That was all right. <laughs> Your third Grand Slam final, do you still get the same feeling? And does, does it still give you the same pleasure that it, that it did? I think the older I get, the more nervous I get. Um, but tomorrow I won't be nervous. Tomorrow I'm just going to bloody enjoy it. You know, and I'm going to come out and smash. So, yeah, Hulk smash. Would this also yeah. be more because it's a title that's missing from your resume? And would that give you more pleasure? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think like that, you know. I think it's um, uh, less, not sorry, I've got to apply, put it in a politest way, lesser people think of it like that. Um, I've been there and done it many times and um, it, it's not missing from my resume. You know, I haven't played well enough to win it. So it is what it is. Um, you know, uh, there's far bigger things in my life than um, losing in dark competitions, you know, but I'm, I'm really, really happy to still be in it, you know, and I'm buzzing. James, congratulations, mate. Thank, Thank you very much. James, congratulations on reaching the grand final. Yes, good. Thank you. I'm good to see you smiling. And, uh, James Wade, you've been you've been through probably more than most in 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 the dart circuit of any other player, and you're still here, and yeah. you're still fighting, and you're still reaching finals. And that, yeah. despite you playing everything down, that must make you feel good inside. I know I can still play the game, um, and in the politest way possible. All the time, the media pump up all the other players that are. In my opinion, not very good, but no, 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 no. That was absolutely disrespectful. Um, all the time, the media are pumping up players that that are quite good, but I know I can do better. You know that that does me that does me the world of good. You know. Do I detect tonight? I watched your Sky interview. You looked emotional. You look. It looks like it means. I was, this I was, I was almost emotional. I was always almost emotional because I thought I'd thrown it a bloody way. So you know, it's um, and I shouldn't have done. You know, and I shouldn't have done because I know for a definite I missed doubles when I shouldn't have missed doubles, and he kept like nipping me away, um, and it, it, it got the bloody um, you know. So um, you all right? Yes, I'm fine. Sure. Yeah. That's that's Graham there. You know. Graham just said the, the, the board move when I went for the double. So right. <laughs> uh, just finally for me, has this reinvigorated you? Has this lit the flame? Does it give you a feeling that you know it's there, that you can still do this and you can still be successful? I know it's there, you know. Um, that's why it's 
you know, I'm probably the world's worst loser. And it's not because people play better than me or people play worse than me or I play bad or I play well. The most frustrating thing in the world is because I know I can still win, you know, and I know I can still win titles. And I, I, you know, I did it two years ago, you know. So, you know, I think, you know, the the, the most annoying thing with darts is you have narrow-minded people that are, they're in their little bubble that, that that perhaps give you a harder time than they perhaps should do. You know, if it's form or if it's proof, I don't really know. But I think in darts, you know, you got you got like um, the, the press and media that can give you a real hard time. Um, they probably wouldn't be allowed to do it in darts, uh, football or stuff like that. But, you know, in darts, it, it, it eats at you, you know. And I think dark players take it on board as well you know that they, they feed off the negativity of the press and the, and the media well on that note i think it's a good time to thank say you very much <laughs> <laughs> listen it's good to see you smiling and, and Cheers, thank, buddy. You. thank you very much for your time good james many congratulations on reaching the final and i echo what phil said there great to see you smiling at the end and and on sky you said you used to feel like this years ago i mean is everything that's happened this year giving you a renewed sense of appreciation for nights like this yeah, I mean, I, I can't make it open what I've changed, but I, I know what I've changed and I've done it a little bit different. And um, it just proves that's what I was doing wrong for the last probably six, seven years. So, you know, I'm happy to move forwards. Does tonight show that your timing is perhaps better than anyone's in this in this game, the way, you know, you're behind or level all the way there? But I think of- I was the luckiest sod in the room. I think it was a bit more than luck. No, no. I, I, I'm quite happy to admit when it's luck and when it's good timing. Um, but to be fair, I did miss quite a few darts in the early early stages. So, you know, I'll take it. I'll move onwards and upwards. And tomorrow night you're playing for the Eric Bristow Trophy. Eric was very fond of you as a person and a player. What would it mean to, to take that trophy on? They'd probably come back and haunt me. <laughs> no, I spent a few Christmas Christmases with him and it was... Um, do you know, you, you know, when you, I don't know if any of you fellas met Eric, you know, or, or, or girls, you know, you, you know, when you meet Eric, he's quite a hard person, wasn't he? You know, he was like very stern, very self-opinionated, a bit like myself. Um, i never forget it when we was all sat down at a Christmas table at my house. And, um, you know, when you get that, you, you pull the cracker, you get the hats. So um, I think I've told this story before, but you don't have to listen to it again. Um so, you know, Eric is, like I say, stern person, very serious. It's like Eric's way or no way, blah, blah, blah. That's probably why I got on because it, it wasn't just Eric's way. Um, and I said, oh, I'm not wearing this hat. And he went, oi, you, it's the girl's day today. It's Christmas. You put your hat on. And you know what? He wouldn't carry on unless I put that hat on. And um, that just shows that he was a big softy deep down, to be fair. Oh, brilliant, James. I, I miss you all it a little bit, I think. <laughs> Wish you all the best for the final tomorrow. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Cheers, boys. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Just one for myself, two, two, James. Two people left, sorry. Um, we know how much of a, a family man you are and the, I know the, the time away from home has been hard. Does it mean even more and sort of a, a reflection of how much hard work you've put in that you've reached the final, even after spending um, much time away? It's just as hard for everyone else, you know. Um, like I say, having Arthur's just maybe a, a soft sod. And... Um, you know, I watch, it sounds like really silly, but, you know, I watch videos of him and it almost brings you to tears, you know, when you wait for this long. And um, it is hard, it's hard. Same as everyone else, though, you know, but I think I'm a little bit extra soft and um, 
it, it kills you, just, you know, just, just to watch like a video, you know, of your son that just says, oh, daddy, 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 it, it, you know, everyone feels it. And it, we're lucky to be here earning a living and, you know, but it's, it's hard. Thank you very much for your time, James. Stop that again and make me cry. <laughs> as I said there in the intro, Phil, I've, I've very rarely seen James Wade as emotional and as thought, more thoughtful, if you like. He's very pensive, I think is probably the right word in his, in his interview tonight. Yeah, and look, he was chirpy and he seems just in a really good place, is, is the thing. Um, just listen to him. Don't get me wrong, he still said a couple of bits that it's just typical James, shall we say. Yeah. Um, yes. But overall, it's like, yeah, look, he's, he, he's mellowed across the week, shall we say. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Um, but God, before we obviously, we'll talk about Wade a lot more, obviously, when we come to the final in a second. A word on Dimitri, though. He's played the best in the group stages, but since that group stages, he just didn't. He just fell off a cliff a little bit, didn't he? In my in my opinion, I don't think he ever was ever in any control of any of those games that he was playing. His style of play season. changed, and I, I don't understand why. Um, he was comfortably the best player throughout the group stage. He looked like he'd suddenly refound his TV form that took him to the match play title because. Let's be fair, after his form at the Winter Series and the World Cup, despite him, him going pretty deep in the World Cup with Kim, he wasn't carrying the form that we'd seen. We weren't really giving him a chance to go and win this title, despite how much better he seems to be on TV. He just, he just wasn't carrying that. And there seems to have been a change in the way that he approached these games and, and his style of play within that. His group stage, short formats, he got out the gates early, but he was quick. He was prepared to throw. There was none of this centering himself for five minutes at the back of the stage between legs and that sort of thing. He, he got on with it. The game was about him. I think once he got to the knockout, he started giving his opponents a little bit too much respect. It certainly will be a shame for Dimitri because obviously he was looking for his second TV final in uh, in the year and on 2020. But unfortunately, it's not to be for him. James Wade will be there where he will play Jose de Sousa, Phil, against Simon Whitlock. And to say this was a game of two halves, that semi-final between de Sousa and uh, Simon Whitlock, obviously uh, de Sousa coming through 16-12 in that match, might be a bit of an understatement because for the first few legs, it seemed that Whitlock was pretty much unplayable and we thought we were going to... It was basically just carrying on for where he left off against Michael Van Gerwen yesterday. Yeah, look, I, think, I think Whitlock ran out of steam, if I'm being honest. I think the early part of the game... He was carried through on a crest on the crest of a wave, um, but I just think that there was nothing left in the tank after midway. Um, but yeah. not taking anything away from De Souza because he played really well. But I just think Whitlock had nothing left to give. I certainly agree with that. God, this is a big, big moment for Portuguese darts, isn't it? We, we always know how the, the soft tip game is massive in Portugal. Now, we have a man here who can, we've known can do it on the, on the floor. He's now reached his first final on the television. How, how big of a moment is this for Portuguese darts? It, it's big if it gets the exposure. Like, it's all well and good Jose doing this as long as people in Portugal are seeing it happen. 
that, that's massive. Like we're, we're not. I'm not entirely sure what the broadcasting's like over there. I'm not entirely sure what the news reporting's like over there, and, and the sports news. But if they haven't picked this up, you'd be quite gutted because this really does have the opportunity to be a springboard. But it needs to be the right coverage. You look at the coverage that Devon Peterson's had in South Africa over the last couple of years. It, the more they cover it, the more and more people realise what a trailblazer he's become for darts in that region. And more and more people are trying to emulate and follow in his footsteps. Jose needs that coverage to ensure that this opportunity isn't wasted. Speaking of sort of wasting opportunities a little bit, this is a big... Simon Whitlock is someone who has not wasted his opportunities this year. You know, he's, he's obviously beaten Michael Van Gogh in three times on TV... But it's like the curse of Phil Taylor, isn't it, Phil? Because, you know, the, the times when he goes and beats Michael Van Gerwen, he then goes and loses in the, uh, in the next round. It's, it's a big moment for him. But he is now back up into the world's top 18, 247,000 pounds. He is literally a 1,000 pounds off Mensal Sudovic and Johnny Clayton and uh, for that top 16 place. And if he gets into that top 16 before the World Championships, that is one hell of a year for Whitlock. And he's back in the Masters again! <laughs> Yeah, look, I think that the, the curse of Phil Taylor something that's always been there. And it's, it, it, it does happen with Michael because players, to beat the best, which Phil was at the time and Michael is, you have to go to places that you don't know you can go to mentally more than anything. And last night would have taken so much out of him without realising it. It felt, felt good and everything like that. The prep was probably good and the same and you saw the first half of the game he was he was all right because he was still buzzing on that adrenaline, but that only goes so far because the tank hasn't recovered, and the tank was empty, and the adrenaline is like a false layer, and once that's gone, there's then nothing there to go back to, and I think that's what happened to Simon Whitlock tonight. It's a big moment indeed for Simon Whitlock. He is out of the Grand Slam, but he has put himself right back in the mix for the top 16. But this man has also put himself right in the mix of the top 16. He's now world number 20 after a massive run on TV. The first big run on TV for Jose de Sousa. Here he is chatting in his press conference as he reaches his maiden PDC televised final with a 16-12 victory over Whitlock. Jose, many, many congratulations. You're into the Grand Slam of Darts final are you pinching yourself right now? Yes, I'm very proud of my work. It's going to be a difficult uh, year with uh, the COVID. And I, I cannot explain my feelings right now. It's, it's amazing. It's a dream come true. I, I never expected this. Uh, this is a surprise for me and maybe for many people, but I play so well. I, I, I fight every leg. I think I deserve this final. That's what I think. You're the first debutant since the inaugural Grand Slam to make the final. That's some achievement, isn't it? Yes. Well, uh, it, it, I, I can find words to explain all this. Uh, for me, it's uh, the best of the best, the best, the best year of my life. This is the second good things to happen to me because the first it's my wife when I meet him, when I meet her. So uh, this is uh, really uh, wonderful. I have a good a good moment in my, my darts. So 
I, I, what can I say? I can say it uh, much more. Sorry. Are you daring to dream yet of lifting that trophy? Yeah, I hope so. Uh, I work so very hard for this. This is a trophy for my hard work. If I win, of course. Uh, tomorrow we will see what's happening in the final. Uh, but just now, uh, now I'm in. So uh, for me, it means a lot. Yes. If you were to win it, have you dreamt about playing in the Premier League? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's possible. Many people say uh, and uh, send messages from everywhere. Everywhere, I have to to play the Premier League. So the Premier League. So maybe, maybe can I play there? Yeah, for me it's okay. <laughs> Jose, congratulations and all the very best in the final tomorrow. Thank you very much. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Congratulations, Jose, on, on reaching the final of the Grand Slam. Um, maybe there's something written in the stars this week because Tottenham are top of the Premier League and they are managed by the special one. And yeah. the special one could be top of the Grand Slam by the, by the end of tomorrow night. Yeah, well, I hope so. Uh, no, uh, no, no one uh, knows what's happened tomorrow. Uh, everything could happen tomorrow. We don't know that, but uh, I will try with my, my with my my power. <laughs> Everything is possible tomorrow. I hope I can make a good game uh, for my fans, uh, and I try to. I wanna try to to be the champion of this match right now. What is your secret, Jose? What has happened? Is it is it your Trinidad darts because they seem to be working for you and Devon at the moment very well, or what is the secret ingredient to make Jose so good now? Well, the secret the the secret is uh, training or uh, practice uh, six hours a day, or and since last year in July. Uh, my sponsor make a new darts, a new battles, and uh, helped me a lot to to come more stronger than stronger with my game. And the the secret now it's I'm enjoy a lot in the in the stage. Uh, I I enjoy so so much. I, I don't mind if I lose or if I if I win. What I want is play my game. Uh, make my best, and uh, that's all. Well, listen, congratulations, and I wish you all the very best for the final. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Jose, many congratulations on reaching the final. One win away from the title. Do you believe this is your time? Well, it's possible, like I said before. Everything is possible tomorrow in the final. Uh, we don't know that. Uh, I hope I hope win the final, uh, but it's really difficult because these two guys, they are very, very good. So uh, we don't know. You just have to see to what's happened tomorrow. I hope I can win, of course. And uh, I would like to win, but we will see. And in every interval at the advert break, we see you uh, give your thumbs up to the camera. Does that just show how relaxed you are and how much you are enjoying this experience? Well, in some way, it's, uh, 
uh, like take a little bit depression off. So uh, I come, I, I take a little bit water, I relax, then uh, I go again to the stage, I practice uh, maybe nine, 12 darts, then we start again. Uh, it's one of the ways I have to, to keep my pressure off. So uh, I don't take, I don't have more explained for that. And what has the reaction been like in Portugal and where you live in Spain? Have you had a lot of messages of support or a lot of people watching? Yes, everybody support me since Portugal and all all the um, uh, all the Spain they are with me. They support me a lot. Uh, probably, probably me. Uh, maybe now when I come to the, my room. I have maybe 500 messages, so it's amazing. Uh, I would like to thank you, to say thank you to all these people, my friends, everybody, uh, the people I have behind me, like my sponsors, Mr. Mark Elkin. It's my big brother, like right now, they are, he is a, a really special man. He make me a champion, so I'm emotional. So. What can I say more? Jose, many congratulations, and I wish you the best of luck for the final tomorrow. Thank you. Uh, Jose, there aren't many better ways to get to a, a PDC major final. Very tough group, of course. Dave Chisnell, Michael Smith, and, and now Simon Whitlock. There aren't yeah. many harder ways. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it not easy because in the, the group, I have Michael Smith, and uh, Lisa Ashton and uh, Christopher Tusky. It was a staff, a staff group. Uh, I lose with uh, Michael Smith and I beat uh, Christopher Tusky and uh, Lisa Ashton. Uh, and uh, with fortune, uh, Michael Smith beat Hataski uh, with uh, the legs I need to, to qualify. And uh, he beat him, so it was easy because I, I have to win, so it was easy. Then uh, my first game with uh, Chisnell, it's the first time I play against him. Uh, it was a strange game, but uh, uh, I, I, I can beat him, so I'm here. Uh, I beat Michael Smith. Uh, he's maybe the best player now in, uh, in the world. Maybe uh, I can beat me. I can beat him. So I'm really happy for. Him. Okay, Phil. Obviously, you, you get a chance to do these interviews for us, as we always say, and you've been great as always throughout the week. Uh, it's moments like that I think where it, it, it makes it worthwhile what we do. Listening to a man who is genuinely just buzzing to be in a maiden PDC TV final. It was like Dev and Dovebirder last year. Yeah, so last month, sorry, in the in the World Grand Prix. It's moments like that where we've seen, and Dimi as well, to be fair, as you know, Dimi in the match play. We've seen so many great stories this year, and this is another one in a market where, let's be honest about it, the PDC would absolutely love to break into. Uh, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's a strange one because, look, the first bit, yeah, look, he's over the moon that he's changing his life, he's changing his family's life, and that's what they all do it for. Um, and it's just great to see him. Look, he's always laughing, always joking, and you can see what it means to him. As I don't know what the market is like in Portugal. 
to, to be fair. Um, look, I don't think it's going to do massive TV numbers, if I'm being honest. No, I don't. Um, but, look, if you can grow the sport in any territory to make it bigger, that's always a good thing. But also, as well, this is an open question to both of you, because we'll come on to this, because obviously there was a big announcement during the, during the coverage tonight, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a second. But how big is this, that if you get a Grand Slam champion from a, a, a part of the world where, let's be honest, steel-tip darts is still in its infancy, how big of this is a moment to going into your biggest shot window, as it were, to say, look, Portugal, you have a Grand Slam champion. You, they've won one of the titles. Come watch him on whatever satellite or, or free-to-air TV station they'll want to choose to, or Dazan or whomever will be the streaming company. I don't know. But there you have that moment of that exposure to say, here's, your, here's that person that you can look up to. You know, Christopher Tyski there for Poland. You've got uh, Barney was the same for, for, for the Netherlands for a while. Sorry, Gob, I know you don't want to mention it, but let's just put that pre uh, pre pre Can we just go one pod without saying his name? Yes, but like, <laughs> but my point <laughs> no, I, I is, is that, like, he, yeah, but, but my point is, is that how big is it to have that sort of figure that people can cheer for? I mean, look, we all know the German crowd around Max Hot, we get all that and understand that, but having that exposure there. You know, will we potentially see a, a, a you know an event in Portugal? Maybe a Euro Tour. I wouldn't suggest next year, but maybe a Euro Tour in a couple of years' time if Jose keeps going like this. It's there. It is, but it just depends how much they grasp it, doesn't it? It's, it's a bit like snooker in China. China's become the emerging market. There's players coming through from other areas, and it just doesn't take off as much. Germany is that hotbed at the minute, and if players are going to flock to there. It's not the UK and it's not tiny, but it's, it's a little bit easier to move around Europe as, as a whole to travel for your darts than it is somewhere like China or Asia. So as, as, as brilliant as it would be for the sport, in my opinion, for, for Jose to be this idol, as you like, in a new region, uh, we're just not sure it's going to materialise. Ultimately, it comes down to can it put bums on seats? Um, is the ultimate question. Yeah, yeah but, but think about it. For us, how amazing would it be to go and have a Euro tour out in bloody Lisbon or the Algarve? Oh, oh for us, it'd be amazing. Or a World, <laughs> world Series weekend, it, 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 it'd be mint. But you look at some of the World Series events they've run once or twice, not sold, not been back. Agreed. Agreed. But... I say, sod it. Take it to the Algarve in the hot time of June. Get us on the beach. Happy days. <laughs> right. Uh, no, we will come on and talk about Jose de Sousa and James Wade in just a second. Uh, we will come and preview the 2020 Boil Sports Grand Slam of Darts final. But, gentlemen, there has been another announcement that, uh, I'll be honest with you, has trumped everything today. And that is the announcement of the 2020-21 to William Hill World Darts Championship. The dates are out. And we can say it because we knew it a couple of days ago, but we couldn't say it before. It is the Tuesday, the 15th of December. That's when it will start. The world champion, of course, will be in action on the opening night. That is the tradition. So Peter Snake Bite Wright will be in action on the Tuesday, December the 15th. And we've got afternoon sessions galore. Happy bloody days. Uh, right, where do we start? Uh, you all be through the first round will take place from the uh, Tuesday, the 15th of December, all the way through until uh, Sunday, the 21st of December. The second round will take place as well at the same time from the 15th of December. That's when, the, obviously, Snake Bite will play. 
and the second round will conclude on the 23rd of December. Uh, that is on the Wednesday before Christmas. And actually, to be fair, it feels like proper world championships, the, the, the first round, the second round before Christmas, and then everybody's back after Christmas. Happy days. Uh, the 27th of December is when we will restart after Christmas with the third round all the way through until Tuesday, the 29th of December. The fourth round then begins on the same day and will conclude on the 30th of December. We are then having a day off for New Year's Eve before a double session on New Year's Day. Oh, my goodness me. Who the hell's not going to be hung over that day? Uh, the quarterfinals, obviously, on the January the 1st, Saturday, the January the 2nd, will be the semifinals, and the 2021 William Hill World Arts Championship final will take place on the 3rd of January, 8 o'clock at Alexander Palace. We know what's going to happen. And the big, big, big hope for everybody, Phil Bars, is that we may, just may, get 1,000 fans in the palace for the William Hill World Darts Championship. To, to, if you know what, if that was to be the case, and God, we can come off the back of this as well, if we do somehow get fans, and I'm hoping we will get fans with the announcement that the UK government has made today, that we, will, we can potentially get a 1,000 fans indoor arenas uh, for uh, sporting events. If we can get that after the absolute cluster that has been 2020, what a way to round it off. No, we will have fans. I genuinely, genuinely believe fans will be at Alexandra Palace. It all depends, though, on where Mr Johnson, the, the UK Prime Minister, decides to put London. If he goes and puts it in Tier 3, then I don't think it's going to happen. But if he puts it in Tier 2, I believe it will. Look, t- t- today was the greatest announcement for sport, not just darts. The fact that fans are returning because... Let's be fair, forget that we're huge dart fans. There are sports clubs, associations, teams, leagues, you name it, in danger of going out of existence for no fault of their own. Yeah. So totally this agree. was huge, huge news today. I've been bashed on Twitter for saying get, get fans back, but I genuinely couldn't care. Look, sport isn't sport without fans. So the today's news was just brilliant, and at the helm of the good ship darts, we are the best two people in the business, in Barry and Matt. And if there is any physical way they can get bodies into the palace, even if it's a case of sneaking them through the back door, they'll be in. <laughs> um, <laughs> the fan zone this year is going to be just like uh, just like a sneaky it's like a sneaky uh, we like with the fire door open nothing to see here nothing to exactly. see here we've got the room requirement for Harry Potter when uh, Umbridge <laughs> is trying to find it when Johnson comes knocking around the door and Ali Pali uh, yeah. look Gob obviously you I know your chance to talk about this as well actually but this this could be this could be the return of the fans and how Again, as I talk about this, the, the World Championships, to anybody outside the world, to any outside the world of darts, the World Championship is the shop window for darts. It is in that Christmas block where everybody's, you know, let's be honest about it, the majority of people are hungover as anything and they just want to watch some live sport during Christmas. They've got that opportunity there to watch the darts, just constantly watch it. it. It is the biggest draw. It is the shop window for the sport to have fans back in there for that most important tournament of the year. It's just going to make... Ali Pali just that much special yeah I, th- I think you're bang on and I think after the year that we've had and 
the way that events have gone so far, this is going to be a massive shock to the system for a lot of the players as well. And I think it just throws up so many more intriguing ties and possibilities on the actual dying level. On, on a wider level, it, it brings sport into the same parameters as we've seen in, in wider societies, specifically in the UK. We've had theatres and things reopen and there's lots of pantomimes being planned and there, there hadn't really been a lot of talk for large sport, even though it's, it's open air. So, yeah, it's been a massive day of news for, for the UK sporting as, as a whole and I just can't wait now. I just can't wait. I'm, I'm even excited to go back to Notts County and nobody's ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair that's a fair point uh do you know as well though here's here's, here's a big one for me as well is the fact that like if anybody has ever never been to the world darts championships and i appreciate that we do have a lot of darts fans listening to the show obviously but we do have some casuals that dip in and out of the show i know that personally but soon people go you know what? i don't watch the darts often but i do watch at ali pally and i'd love to go we know for darts fans in particular ali pally is is not necessarily the greatest place to go don't we you know, we do have a fair few idiots that go to Ali Pali. But is that is that something about Christmas, Barzi, where you see the fancy dress costumes, you see people just having the best time of their lives, just having a few... Gob and I were there last year on a Tuesday afternoon at half 12 getting absolutely smashed. You don't get that very often at any other place apart from maybe horse racing. I did four <laughs> years as a student. That's all I ever did. God, don't ruin the illusion here, pal. What are you doing that for? For Christ's sake. Barzi, you can come in. Look, I love it, but I hate it as well. But it's... <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. That, that, that. that first stint before Christmas is like hell on earth. However, look, it is an atmosphere like no other because it's Christmas. You've got Christmas parties there. People are dancing. Everyone's happy. The atmosphere is just electric right you might not know anything about darts however you get you'll get someone dancing singing along because they know the walk-on song and and everything like that and if there is fans back in there it brings a completely different dynamic to the world championship as in who we think is going to do well yes agreed completely different dynamic because it brings nathan aspinall back into the party um, and people like that that need the crowd. Price. Price. Even MVG to a degree. Yeah, agreed. I was thinking of him. Um, so, look, the, the, the news today is possibly the best news of an absolute shite year. Totally agree. And we are just hoping and praying that Boris Johnson, the UK Prime Minister, for all our international listeners, and we do know you're out there because we do have the analytics, so thank you for tuning in. Uh, does not um, does not put London into tier three so we can get fans in for the greatest tournament in the sport. But what we have to do is talk about, unfortunately, of an adults event where there is no fans in, but it's still going to happen. And it is the 2020 Boyle Sports Grand Slam of Darts final, where Jose de Sousa will take on James Wade. Here's a little interesting stat for you, by the way, gentlemen. James Wade is 9-1 and one against players that have not already won a major title when they're in major finals. Anybody want to guess what that one was? I already know. You do, Gob? It was Philip Scott Wade's in this very event. 
It certainly was. Scott Waits in that 2010 final of the, Bo- of the Grand Slam of Darts at that point. So the big question is, is do we see a repeat of that is the big question. Gob, you can go second because I think I know where you're going to go with this, but I'm going to listen to Phil Bars first. Right. I'm torn here. Would I like Jose de Souza to win it on debut? Yes. However, you know when you get that feeling? Yeah. <clears throat> maybe, just maybe, it's written in the stars. Yeah. I'm Tiny starting... Tiny what about her? I'm starting... <laughs> yes. And uh, who was it? Was it Eric, Eric Turner? Yes. It's banging tune. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just starting to get that feeling that Wadey's name might just be on that trophy. I think so, that Jose will outscore him, but I just think Wade will do something big when it can't, We didn't even talk about this in the semi-final, the fact that he bloody miscounted from one three from one two six went for one three six for Christ's sake. You can't do that again in a major final against the man who is literally known for his finishing. Well, that's what I mean. If he does that against Wade, he will be punished. Correct. No, no, no question. Um, and I just think that Wade's going to get his man and lift the Eric Bristow trophy. What do you think the score will be, Mr. Burrs? I think it'll be close. I'm going to go 16-14 to James Wade. 16-14 to Wadey. Okay. Gob, I think I know where you're going with this, but you never know. Surprise me. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to surprise you. No, I didn't think um, you would do something, pal. <laughs> no, he's, he's just been so good, so solid. He's proved he can chase today, which is the one aspect in this sort of situation that I think normally would have let James down a bit. He's difficult to put away. But when he's reached this stage previously after putting in such a performance around before, he had 101 average. He's, you normally see a little bit of a drop-off and you start that slowly. He'd have been punished and, and lacked the motivation or desire to, to have a crack at it. And that didn't happen today. He's, he's shown throughout this tournament he can win from any position. His doubling looks so good. And you hate to say it, but if Jose miscounts against James tomorrow, James is the man that will punish him. Right. He just will. Like, oh, I could be massively jinxing that now, and that tends to be what happens when we do it. But if any man's going to punish him for miscounting, it's going to be James, isn't it? And I just think he's got that edge. He's scoring pretty well. I think he can live with Jose just through the sheer consistency. James isn't the biggest 180 hitter. He doesn't switch around a lot. He doesn't go chasing a lot. But his tons and ton 40s this week have been ridiculously consistent. That's just constant pressure on your opponent. And of the two, Jose's admitted he's felt the pressure a couple of times. He felt the pressure going for the winning double today. He felt a little bit yesterday with Michael Smith. Has he got it in him to, to not feel that pressure in his first TV final? I'm not so sure against a man who, like his nickname says, is a machine. So uh, what's your score going to be, my friend? Uh, I'm going to go 16-11. I just think James walks away with it in one of the sessions. Right, so you both going with Wadey, so I do feel a sort of a I do feel a sort of pressure now. 
because either we're going to all look very, very foolish or I'm going to look foolish for uh, going with D'Souza and Wade's going to win it. Do I go with Miar or do we go with my head? My, my head has ruled me on a number of times this week and a number of times my head has actually been pretty damn good. I called Wadey last night to, to make the final. There's been a couple of occasions where I called my heart over my head and my head has normally done me right. However, <laughs> it would be so 2020 for yet another debutante to win a title like this. We've had Ryan Joyce and Ryan Searle on the Pro Tour. Jose's obviously won a European title for the first time, obviously beating Michael Van Gerwen in that. He can play in big finals. The problem comes to it is that in the biggest final, in the biggest moments, because he's playing a 31 legs rather than the, 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 normal, uh, the normal legs that you play, normal 15 legs percentage that you play. It's half, it's an extra, you know, it's an extra game that he's playing on top of it. Joke, you know, you think of you think of other players that have made the debut titles this year. I think I'll go on solid. Jose de Sousa wins this final and he wins it by 16 legs to 13. It is time for the Portuguese Mana scores to make the case and rightly make the case that he should be in the Premier League. Bold. Bold. Um, look, you know, I could be stupid, and normally, normally the times I am, but I'm going to go with the bold prediction to end the Boyle Sports Grand Slam Daily. Jack Cobb Garwood, Phil Bars, thank you so much for talking to us, in particular at such a late hour throughout the whole week that we've been on doing these shows. It's been a very, very long week indeed, but we are now at the end of it. So this is where we are then in the Boyle Sports Grand Slam Daily. We won't be back of tomorrow because we will review the final on the Live Lounge Wednesday evening from, is it going to be 8 o'clock? I think, we've got, I think, yeah, going for 8 o'clock, aren't we? Yeah, we'll go, we'll go for 8 yeah, okay. Uh, so 8 o'clock GMT, uh, if you uh, want to watch us uh, dissect uh, the uh, Boyle Sports uh, Grand Slam, we'll also look ahead to the Players' Championships as well, because the Players' Championship finals start on Friday, the final tournament before the World Championships, and of course we'll have more discussion on the World Championships as well, as we look ahead to the, the best tournament in the sport. So what have we learned from the semi-finals? We've learned that James Wade, you cannot ever put him away until you hear game shot in the match. He comes back from 13-9 down and from 15-14 down to beat Dimitri Vandenberg, 16-15. And Jose de Sousa, Portugal's number one, is on the way to a potential place in the Premier League. He beats Simon Whitlock, 16-12, to reach his maiden TV PDC final. Both of them have also qualified for next year's Grand Slam. They're the first two in there as well uh, from the main professional tour, of course. Who would it be, though, that lifts the Eric Bristow trophy? Would it be D'Souza? Would it be Wade? Join us from 6 o'clock GMT on OnlineDots.com to find out with our live blog. We'll give you leg-by-leg updates as well, and you'll be able to watch the final on our through our uh, OnlineDots.com as well. You'll find links to do so via our live blog. And also, as well as that, make sure you're following Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search Online Darts on any one of those platforms. And subscribe to us on YouTube right now, Online Darts TV. That's the first place you're going to hear the winner's interview with Phil Bars. And you'll be able to hear our reactions to the Grand Slam final on Wednesday via the live lounge at 8 o'clock GMT. From myself, 
Charlotte Eaton, Jack Gubby Garwood and Phil Bass. Thank you so much for listening throughout the entire week of the Grandstand Daily. And thank you very much as well to our friends over at Boyle Sports for uh, giving us this opportunity to work with them as well throughout the week. It's been amazing to do so. We shall see you on the Live Lounge on Wednesday. Until then, enjoy the final tomorrow. Take care. I'll speak to you soon. Mm-hmm.